Well, hello, hello. How's everybody doing on this fine day? The weather's getting cooler here in Texas. I'm loving it. And it's time for another Tech 37, which I love even more. And in fact, this is part of a series. We are talking all about cloud because the overwhelming consensus among those of you that we do speak to, and and actually the guys you're about to meet speak to a lot more than I do, but the overall consensus is that cloud is still a very confusing subject where strategies are getting mixed up with tactics and people are spending money and wasting resources in areas that frankly just aren't necessary, that shouldn't be this hard, but it is this strategic. It is a big decision and we have the right people lined up. And the first of the series, as I mentioned today, is on public cloud. As we proceed through the series, we're gonna be diving deeper with different experts, just showing you how big the bench is uh, from worldwide technology, diving into hybrid cloud as well as private cloud. But today we're gonna focus primarily on public and in fact, I, uh, I think you're gonna like this one. We're gonna cover 10 mistakes, the 10 most common mistakes you guys might be making with strategy because we've seen this with other customers, but either way, let's meet our experts. My name is Rob Boyd, this is Tech 37, your home for technology, education, and collaboration. Let's get started, shall we? Sometimes my energy level gets away from me and I I feel like I hit the buttons too fast. Uh, But guys, thank you for your patience. You're waiting behind the scenes to come on and let's talk cloud and this guy quit yammering on. Uh, Well, let's meet you guys first and then we'll talk about some more details here. I'll start immediately to my side. Galen, um, do you mind telling us what you do for worldwide technology and what kind of focus you like to have? Sure, absolutely. Um, Galen Selzler. So I'm the managing director over our WWT cloud practice. So um, I focus 100% of my energy every day about cloud and helping our clients uh, really utilize it in the right way. Awesome. Well, Yoni, do you live in the cloud as well, so to say, so to speak? It <laughs> sounds like you guys yeah. are very cloud focused, of course. What do you do for yeah, worldwide? Yoni, Yoni Malki, I'm, I'm a managing director in consulting services. Uh, I focus primarily on AI and analytics, also lead the cloud solution architecture team. So spend a lot of my time in that space and how you can kind of take advantage of all the different services and, and capabilities in the cloud to, to produce some AI and analytics for your organization. So is it accurate if I were to say that both of you are involved at, at different levels and you work with obviously bigger teams behind you, you're both directors, but um, you're both involved with, with helping customers uh, perhaps recover from decisions that they've made previously that they wish maybe they'd known a little bit more and or are looking to dip a toe in the water and the entire spectrum there of, is that accurate? Absolutely accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and we were joking earlier about I had tried to come up with some terminology that I thought would be interesting. Galen smiling because he remembers he was in that meeting. I think Yoni skipped that meeting on me. Um, But there was this notion of your a lot of people tend to fall in this cloud humbled is kind of the term we came up with, which is you're you're uh, you respect the fact that there's more of that than you maybe realize is not as easy as perhaps some vendors might make it out to be. I'm pointing at myself as I said that um, in the past. Uh, and then, or cloud curious, you just, you want, you know, you want to take advantage of this, but not sure how to get started. But Galen, things have shifted a little bit. I wonder if we could start with you and just say, can you set the context for what's been different over the last, let's say two to three years that, uh, that, that is pertinent for us to understand? Yeah, I think, you know, as we look at clients and certainly enterprises, as they've started to adopt cloud a lot more, um, you know, there's there's really the the two sides, the people who have gone on their own and, and tried to figure it out. And I think we have a lot of those who are starting to fall into that cloud humbled bucket. Um, they're starting to see that maybe they didn't approach it the right way. They're, they're seeing financial challenges that they're trying to get themselves out of. 
And in, in many ways, you know, we call it the big stall. They're in that point in their journey where they're just not sure what to do next. Is it to continue on and try to resolve the issues or is it time to turn back? And, you know, obviously, as, as we start looking at those clients, it really comes down to a, a couple of things that they didn't do wrong at the beginning. They just didn't recognize they needed to do right. They didn't know what they didn't know. And so, you know, we're, we're finding a lot of them, um, you know, asking us, how do we help? And then there's the other side where you have the, what you call cloud curious. And there's almost two buckets there. There's the ones who um, they're still a little too scared. They're trying to figure out, they want to do what's right, and they're not just, you know, again, they don't know what they don't know. And, and we're, you know, starting to have a lot of questions on uh, what is the best thing I can do? What have you seen other people in my industry do? And, and then the last one I'm going to add in is a, a little bit of the combination of the two of the people who made the journey. They, they, you know, feel pretty successful, yet they got a financial challenge and they're scared and they don't know what to do next. And so, you know, we're, we're helping all three of those buckets. Let me ask you this. I'm asking you to expand on that, Yoni, and feel free to jump in with anything you agree or disagree with here. But it also kind of makes me think of with what Galen's saying is that, um, well, is it, let me ask you, is it possible that customers might consider themselves knowledgeable about cloud uh, and yet unbeknownst to them, maybe they're not getting the value that they thought they should be getting, whether it's a, a gut instinct or they're not sure how to measure that or, or how to say, wow, are we doing it right? You know, how do you benchmark yourself against peers in this type of thing when, when the answers are going to be different, it feels like for everybody. What's important to understand about the risk of various decisions having been made already? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it comes back to what Galen said before about um, thinking about how what's your goal when you're trying to go to the cloud in the first place. Mm. Um, a lot of organizations, when they're first trying to go there, think about just the cost side of it. They want to reduce costs and they want to move things over to the cloud as fast as possible, rather than taking advantage of the capabilities that are there um, taking some time and trying to prioritize which applications you want to move over, how you want to move them over, if you want to refactor them or even rewrite some applications versus just doing a lift and shift. And I think that type of work done up front is, a, is, a, is well worth the time of an upfront investment. <clears throat> and also, I think how you go about doing that is a big deal as well. You don't want to um, set yourself up so that you're building a huge data center in the cloud only to then start migrating to the cloud. You want to do it in a little bit more of an iterative fashion be more value-based, pick the, pick the applications or services or workloads that will get you there and also bring value at the same time, and then iterate and start build and continue to build out your, your presence in the cloud. Gotcha. Well, you're already hitting on something and Galen was lightly touching on it. Now you just knocked it out of the park. Uh, and so I wanted to jump to this. We teased it a little bit at the top, but I, I, this little graphic here is just uh, a reminder for me to tell everybody. Uh, one of the uh, resources is this uh, that's made available to you if you follow any of the URLs. And I think we'll throw it in the comment section now as well. That if you um, if you follow, there's a downloadable ebook or you can get, you know, get the PDF uh, that you guys did that I think is very interesting. We talk about harnessing the potential of cloud. And specifically, I pulled out these these uh, these top 10 mistakes because they really, one, they kind of worked fun when we were going through in a previous conversation about hot buttons because uh, Yoni yeah. just touched on it. He touched the stove a couple of times on there. Then I saw Galen biting his tongue knowing this was coming up. <laughs> but I like this for a format for going through this. So I want you guys to kind of riff openly on this and feel free to tell me what's still missing uh, if needed. But as we go through the top 10 quickly here, because I think they're instructive, um, Galen, the first one, what's wrong with having an IT only strategy when it comes to cloud? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, one of the biggest challenges is that you're treating um, cloud as yet another piece of technology. And to really get and, and utilize what cloud should be and is meant to be 
it's not about IT. It's not worrying about what kind of compute am I getting or storage. That's a component of an outcome, meaning that when I look at how and reasons clients should go to the cloud, they really need to look at it as an enablement tool. And what is it gonna to do to enable the business? What's it gonna do to enable change? How, you know, and how do we use that as, a, as a, you know, a tool or utility to help us gain those changes and really help advance? So you know, if you only take an IT look at it, um, in some companies, you know, this is where they get themselves in trouble. And unfortunately, you're just using it as another data center. And, and Yoni, you talked about that. So we, you know, it, it is apparently, a, you know, it's very important that you only look at it as an enablement tool, not a technology. But certainly, Yoni, jump in it, it, on your thoughts. You agree, Yoni? Yeah, yeah, I agree 100. I mean, I think you hit all the all the uh, high points on that one. Definitely want to jump to some of these other ones because they are they're all like, yeah. And don't you know, be. Afraid. I know you guys are going to be a little bit repetitive. It's, it's inevitable, especially when we start this off. So uh, don't be afraid of that. It's going to happen. Uh, but that just means these are points are worth making uh, because I thought this one was interesting in, in the list, and I gave up trying to figure out how to rank the list because I think it does vary based on the. Uh, uh, you know, the person and their, what their situation is looking at it. But this one I thought was interesting because I wouldn't always have thought about it, but this reminds me of the Hotel California issue um, that some have run into. But Yoni, uh, no exit strategy. What's, 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 what are we trying to say there by saying that? Well, if I remember correctly, this was this was Galen's big big stove item. So, Galen, if you, if okay. I, I'll let you kind of comment ahead, on this Galen. one. Yeah, yeah, I, I think there's two things, right? A lot of people, when they start looking at moving workloads to the cloud, um, they don't have a bigger picture of what their exit strategy out of their their current environment. And it doesn't mean, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges a lot of people create an exit strategy saying, "I'm going to move 100% of my workloads to the cloud." And that's just not reality. And the reality of the exit strategy is where are you going to keep workloads? And which ones do need to stay on-prem or which ones need to go to a colo as an example, you know, near your cloud environment. And so it's not truly an exit strategy of getting out of cloud. It's your exit strategy of how you're going to, you know, utilize this differently to get out of your current environment. Well, and you're, you're, and you're, actually just hit me right between the eyes because I was thinking of it as an exit strategy for getting back out of a cloud. So I set that up incorrectly when I talked to Hotel California. You're really talking about implementation, whether it's getting started or looking at your workloads. Uh, and there's a lot more about this one because again, this whole list is yeah. about strategy um, and, and really strategy versus implementation. Sounds like uh, this number three here may be something to parse based on what you were just saying there, yes? Yeah. For sure. You know, Yoni, you want to try it? You want to take this one? Or? Yeah, sure. So, and I think these are all pointing. I mean, the, the two that we just talked keep about. Keep pointing kinda, back to the same thing, yeah. Yeah, get, get summarized. But they do get summarized by this one, right? Because um, I know it's saying an, an IT-only strategy and no exit strategy. But but really, when you think about it, if, if you want to have a holistic strategy for cloud, you've got to take into account multiple perspectives on exactly what they're going to use it for and why, the value they expect to get out of it. And also, then you got to think about from a strategic perspective, how complex is it going to be to start moving in that direction? And, and so you want to find those areas that are really high value, low complexity to kind of tackle first. Um, and then you get into your implementation planning and, and actually doing things. So yeah. um, there's two separate skill sets here between strategy and implementation, as everyone knows. And so you got to have the different types of people to, to help you with your strategy and, and your implementation. But ultimately, if you don't if you don't connect those two, um, then it's going to be a flawed, you know, migration to the cloud altogether. So it's yeah, really you know, important our, to kind of get these two pieces right and then connect them at the end. 
and I, I think I'm, it's funny how watching Rob, me, uh, re-edit things on the fly here, but strategy versus implementation is probably the not right, not the right way to have put that because I think what you're saying there is that they're both important, but they each have their place and, right. and they're going to come at different times. And, uh, but I think the importance there is it's, it's really, how do you do both and do them appropriately for what you're trying to accomplish? And I also like the way it calls back to number one, which is, I feel like implementation is largely an IT focused way of looking at things, uh, versus right. strategy where you're looking at the entire business. You're looking at the goals as you started off with from the get go, uh, and such. And so, and I like this one because this is what I always think. I always feel like I'm the last person to arrive at the latest trend to take advantage of. And now you're like, uh, but, but obviously cloud, I think is, I probably shouldn't use the trend reference there. We'll keep editing. Um, what, what is it too late to, to get started strategically or should we already, are we already way too behind to be doing something like this? It's yeah. never too late. It's never too late. And honestly, if you ask me and you'd start talking about court, you know, companies who have gone to the implementation implementation side, I'm going to tell you, you need a strategy. You need to tap the brakes. And the reason why is because you're not actually understanding what your outcomes want to be. Go back to exit strategy. What are you trying to have for an outcome? And most of the people, if they go straight to implementation, their, their outcome is to move workloads. That, that's that's a not, not an outcome. That's just one of the processes within what you're trying to do in cloud. And, you know, if you don't have that, that strategy and alignment all the way from the top down to the people who are really doing it, then you have all kinds of talk and delay of why are we doing this? And because there's misconceptions and in, in goals by each one of those, either at the C-suite, at the business units, in IT. And so it's really important to have and go back and, and sometimes slow down to actually make yourself go faster. Yeah. And just to piggyback on that, I think, you know, in addition to thinking about it's never too late for strategy, meaning, you know, you, you're too late to the game or you did it wrong. I think, I think you can have a great strategy and a, and a flawless implementation, but you're going to have to come back and do strategy again. Because you're going to be, you know, things are changing all the time in cloud. You're going to be needing the cloud enablers in different areas. And so you're going to have to think about the strategy for that and then move into implementation and then back again. So there's an iterative process here um, that it's never too late to continue to go back to strategy and, and think, think it through for different use cases. Yeah, I get, I get caught up being a perfectionist, trying to create the perfect plan, which means that I should be able to move on from my plan right. and just work on execution. And as if the... But then the reality is, because is, ultimately you get forced back into this if you don't acknowledge it from the get-go regardless, is that you're going to have to go back right. and adjust to the reality of what's actually happening in the field. Because also the, the market's changing underneath you during your exactly. implementation. We're all, there's no customer, I don't yet, unless you guys have worked with it. I have yet to work with a customer who has not started their business yet, and yet they need to be up and running like a big corporation. It's always in the <laughs> middle of things, right? It's never, right. It's, it's never completely greenfield in this stuff. Um, so uh, our strategy, let's say for my company, is we're moving everything to the cloud. Why wouldn't that be a good strategy to, uh, to just kind of neatly sum it up? <laughs> who wants to shoot well, that it's, apart? It's definitely an interesting approach that tends to not work. Um, but you still see it, obviously, yeah? Yeah, and the reason I say that, you know, there, there's no way you're going to have, um, you know, application workloads that actually can work in the cloud. And there are applications that you're looking to sunset and it doesn't make sense to for the costs associated to moving them. Let's go find a better home for them while we start to remove them from the environment. So, you know, there, you, we used to hear everybody saying, you know, cloud first or, or um, you know, everything has to go to the cloud, as you're saying here. And, and they very few succeed at it unless they're native and they grew up as an organization or a company that they wrote everything in the cloud. Yeah, everything's in the cloud. Yeah, and, and, and I, it always gets back to, I think, 
when I think about, well, how did we get to the point that these even have to be addressed? And it feels like, because um, I've always I had a vendor hat on for so many years, and so if I were to think like I worked for a cloud vendor, and we'll talk about one another uh, thing coming up here in a second, but but this notion of 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 course it's on the it's a lot of people over rotate on how simple it's supposed to be and how magical yeah. it'll be, um, and and I've heard you guys get not panicked, but certainly responded to the fact that customers that w- whatever problems they're having in the data center is not going to be solved by simply relocating those problems to the cloud. Um, you know, and so that has to be recognized in the strategy as well, because none of that work is going to go away. If anything, the work increases if you want to do it right, because you need to take advantage of what a cloud is really made to do. Um, you know, which is not just, uh, not just be another data center, which cloud, uh, our cloud strategy is our data center strategy. Why, why shouldn't it be Yoni? Is there any reason why that wouldn't work? Yeah. I mean, I think this one, this one is, yeah, it's repet. No, but it's it's uh, it does still come up with with customers, um, and you know even if they don't acknowledge the fact that it's their data center strategy when they go about their cloud strategy, sometimes it it starts to look and feel and 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 kind of read like it as well. Hmm. Um, and the reason why you know we think this is a, a mistake is because the, the a cloud is a different beast, right? Like Galen was saying, it's not a technology; it's an enabler. You have services that are available to you at a click of a button. You have to think about how you want to manage your finances. It's, it's, it's just a much different yeah. uh, beast altogether. So I think, you know, the capital CapEx versus OpEx, uh, all those pieces of it as well. And then I think, you know, from an app developer perspective or a data scientist perspective, there's, there's just a different way of working in the cloud. They have to, they're, they're able to take advantage of all those services that are available to them and they can push things into production faster if leveraged correctly and, and refresh and continue to iterate and build faster. So I think that, you know, if if you take a data center strategy type of approach, your end users, the developers and data scientists aren't going to get what they want out of it. And and you as an organization are probably going to just be paying through the nose. So, yeah, and still- the only thing yeah. I, maybe I'll add on quickly, Rob, is, you know, there's that people component or the IT people component. And yeah. operationally, you can't operate and work in the cloud the same way you do in your own data center or or colo. It is really a different way of why you wake up every morning and how you use it. And so there has to be some form of change of what IT does and how they're going to, you know, go forward with it, with how they're going to use the cloud and their data center. Well, I know a lot of customers, we used to talk more about this where, you know, customers don't realize they're already in doing cloud, you know, because there was, because mm-hmm. that was the way shadow IT has crept in, in such aggressive ways. And sometimes I feel like with, with certain customers uh, that I saw in the past, I don't know if this is still true. Some of it was to try and um, and soothe uh, the developers that they wanted to keep happy and developers needed resources to be able to do their test runs and to be able to iterate quickly and things and and traditional data center focused IT perhaps wasn't equipped to expand and contract workloads the way they wanted and 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 build and tear down stuff you know the way we're starting to do now uh, are, are we still seeing some of that where customers are a little bit reactive to uh, the needs of their developers who are really becoming much more core to their to their company strategy? I think we're starting to see less of that. I mean, that yeah, certainly that was sense. a conversation every time you'd get it, get together, certainly with the IT department, they were trying to catch up. I, I don't believe that's the case anymore. A lot of these organizations, they've, they've really started to be um, more of a, a using cloud in, in helping their, their corp, you know, the, the rest of the, the people within the organization want to use it through IT, but they're, they're still this traditional, they, IT needs to change to be more of a broker and not traditional IT. 
How are they going to broker their services back to the business units? How they allow them to be successful? You can't put in governance structures that aren't guidance structures because you're not trying to govern, you're trying to guide and use best practices. So it really is just a change in philosophy that most of them haven't quite shifted into. It's so funny because I think that's the topic of most uh, type of uh, panels that I end up brokering, brokering, what's the right word? Use that broker. That's why it's in my head. But, um, you know, where we're doing panels of experts and eating in customer panels, even uh, as they work in, and this notion that, um, that it still kind of boils back to a cultural shift or a strategy mm-hmm. that, um, that requires understanding what the business is and how we're all now in a technology business, no matter what your industry is. And then, but how does that manifest itself with some of your more traditional things that you rely on? And especially when you start getting security inside the, you know, and, and security says, slow down. We need to figure out how to do this the right way before we do it. And so there's these forces pulling at each other. But IT now is is no longer in the basement. They're up in the executive suite and they're making decisions that have profitable impacts. And this is certainly part and parcel of it because it's it. this is part of the business, but it affects everything that IT has historically done and still will continue to need to do uh, is going to play a part. Um, so the executive mandate, this reminds me of the, 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 we're going all cloud, but I've heard several customers, even on this show, actually had spoken to stuff like, oh, well, we're supposed to be cloud. That's our mandate. Does that not make any sense to you? Yoni, you want to take, start? Yeah. I I mean, look, you know, there's, there, yeah, there's an element of having top down support, uh, when you're trying to do something that we all agree is going to push the business forward. And I think all the, all the promises of cloud um, are, are there. Uh, yeah. But with just an executive mandate as your, as your driving force, that's where the mistake comes in. I think there's a, a big, you know, a big, there should be more of a push on getting buy-in across the board, especially in the business mm-hmm. to know what they're going to get out of moving to cloud yeah. so that it's not this heavy hand coming down saying we well we got to just do that and that's that's when this that's when the approach of a of a lift and shift and just like let's just you know number uh number five there let's just move everything there so we yeah. can appease this executive mandate of getting everything into the cloud rather than you know people being excited uh, mm-hmm. people looking forward to having this application that's running their line of business work in a way that it's never worked before yeah um being able to build that predictive model uh that you couldn't do before because you just didn't have the resources to do so these are all things that you know should drive a mandate rather than a just a heavy hand from the top down i'm glad you brought that up yoni yeah go ahead yeah in some ways it's even at the c-suite level right where who the who made the mandate and Mm -hmm. is there agreement on what the outcomes are because i can certainly tell you that the cfo's outcome is going to be very different than the cio's outcome and, and the CEO's wish yeah. and outcome is going to be very different from those two. And so, you know, to what Yoni's saying, let's let's ensure that there, everyone understands and is in alignment on the outcome so we can tell the business why it's exciting and why we're going down this path. Yeah. And I feel like what the reason why I like what Yoni was saying there is I think that the notion that there's we, we always need a champion for these kind of changes because they do need to be top down because you need the, it's not that no one else is smart enough. It's a matter of having the right viewpoint to say, wait, hold on. You're moving off. You're moving fast. We haven't got input from HR or from marketing or PR, whatever the department is that hasn't weighed in on what's important to them. And so it could be balanced with someone that has that top down view. But when I hear executive mandate, I also, I've also heard a lot of people uh, get switched to this I'm going to uh, execute on this goal mentality. My goal is to get us to cloud and we're, and we're going to go from this state of not being cloud to being cloud. So I can check that box. 
and that to me is implementation, not strategy, which you've already correct. You know, obviously, told correct. us which is the wrong focus. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm starting to see how it all comes together here. I like that a lot. Now, I'm a big fan of single vendor approaches because I spent most of my career uh, parroting the need um, for a single vendor and all the wonderful things that can happen with that. But when it comes to cloud, is that the vendor you're speaking of here? Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of, of, of things or nuances to this one, right, Rob? Because when you look at a single vendor and people that we're trying to help um, guide them to this transformation that they're going to go on, it makes a lot of sense that we find the right vendor for them to start. But at some point, as we you really put philosophy around you know per price performance on workloads, it's you really need to understand that there might be an additional vendor that can help you in that journey. And so, you know, we would like to um, work with clients to ensure that they get on the journey, they get on the journey with a single client because we are asking them to change how they operate, gain skill sets. And then there's the inevitable, we got to start talking about the next vendor that needs to be a part of your ecosystem. Sounds like a great reality show. America's <laughs> next top vendor. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. There's got to be an acronym in there too, I think. Um, I'll keep, let me keep it moving here because we can always come back to any of these as we need to. But um, uh, so this is interesting. Uh, when I read this one, my first reaction is, is WWT is telling me that I shouldn't be outsourcing development of my cloud strategy. Is that not shooting yourself in the foot um, in terms of the value that you guys provide? Or and as usual, am I probably misreading this or reading it too closely? Yoni? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that this means, you know, keep it completely in source. No, but I, I think I think it it's really just talking to the point where you should definitely take some outside opinion so that you ensure that you're trying to understand what's best in class, what's what's out there. If there's any thought leadership that 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 you don't currently have in inside your organization because cloud is new to you. But don't completely outsource the cloud yeah. strategy, because then again, it goes back to buy in. It goes back to what we were talking about with the executive mandate, this would be even even worse to have a mandate from a third party, not even your own leadership. No um, teeth, so, and they're trying to get it yeah, done. No yeah, teeth, hit no their teeth, hit their contract goals. But yeah, exactly, exactly. And and you know, be be smart and think through what you may be hearing from outside opinion. Uh, but ultimately, it should be something that the organization is bought into and that they're excited about, and where they think they're going to get the most value out of. Yeah, and the other way to look at this question, Rob, is is look at it. It's being said to us by um, one of our potential or or current clients, and they're saying, "Well, we we did the strategy. I, I don't need to outsource that." And and so to Yoni's point, right? We're not saying you have to outsource the whole thing. We're saying best practice and in how to ensure you have the right strategy. You need to at least engage with other, uh, certainly WWT to help ensure you have the right strategy. Right. It's more of a, a guidance and advisor for where you're going to end up. Well, and I set that up in a negative connotation on purpose because I, I because and it, but what I think you're reiterating here as well is I think of in my horrible examples in, in my own past from outsourcing is that that one company where you go, we can't do any of this and we're too busy. So we're just going to pay. We, but we have plenty of cash. We're going to go throw money at someone and they're going to do it for us. And somehow that's going to be OK for our board of directors, for our shareholders. And somehow it'll all work out. And you go, well, no, this is I, what you guys are saying is when done right. Cloud really is a is an integral part of how your company does everything. And so it's not, mm -hmm. it's not like you could just, uh, you know, cut off your leg and say, I'm, I'm tired of walking. I'm going to have someone else do that for me. Is no, you're not going to, you're not going to function. Well, you can't outsource that. I just came up with that one on the fly. Are you guys smiling? Cause it works. 
Oh, we'll go yeah, with works. No, that's yeah. right. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Le- legs like are it. pretty important. Yeah, yeah. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm a leg guy. I like my legs. Um, <laughs> yeah. For walking and doing other stuff, my feet hurt a lot. But um, either way, well, this one reminds me of the executive mandate a little bit. But this last one here, um, because I think I could argue this one either way. But what's mm-hmm. wrong if I were to come to you as a client and I go, well, we're in pretty good shape. We've got a cloud first uh, you know, mandate. We had a cloud first strategy. That's, that's how we look at things because we're smart. I don't know, any problem yeah. with that? I, you know what? I, if I um, engage with you and understood what you mean by it, probably not. So it raises more um, questions. Yeah. Like, well, right. it actually, it actually raises okay. more questions because I, I think, you know, um, when I started doing this even over 10 years ago, everyone started certain organizations were saying, we're, we're going to be cloud first. We're going to put everything in the cloud. And then there's the reality of they've done that. They had to recover. They didn't have an exit strategy of how they were going to recover. And it was because they were trying to meet the mandate of we're going to be cloud first. So there was a a lack of vision or understanding of truly what that means. And so, you know, when we've had clients who have said it, we've often had the other conversation of, well, what do we have to help you optimize? What do we have to help you improve and how you're doing it? And, you know, because they, they really kind of used it as a technology and not an enablement tool. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't over rotate. Yoni, you agree? Yep. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. I think, you know, we've talked about this internally quite a bit. It's, it's being cloud smart instead of cloud first, right? Obviously you want to take advantage of everything that the cloud has to offer. Um, and if it, if the, if the situation is right, absolutely move, move to the cloud, use the cloud, leverage it. But but don't, you know, don't have this kind of tunnel vision around. We got to just cloud or bust. That's where things go wrong. Well, and this is I'm just one last plug for this resource um, is hopefully it's a reminder. These top 10 mistakes are in, in uh, an ebook that you guys wrote uh, with uh, help with Intel's engagement and such. But it's really what you guys have, have learned through your interaction with customers Um and just like your, the point we made earlier about uh, having to come back and readdress the plan in the middle of the execution, it's an iterative process. And I, and in the way you guys run your practice, I feel like that is a very iterative process. And, um, uh, and Yoni, actually, I'm also remembering you started to go down this path briefly in one of the previous answers that uh, as we just have a few minutes left here, but I wanted to elaborate on this a little yeah. bit. I love the fact you started to focus on, like I tend to go, and I, sometimes it's just to get a rise out of you guys, but I you started going down the notion of, of, of not why cloud is bad and, and what you need to be careful of and all the, the, the ways in which I maybe have sold security in the past, which is always focusing on all the bad things that are going to happen to you. But you really started going, with, there, there's a cloud is different, not because it's just a different data center or something as some people make the mistake of doing, but because there's positive things to do differently, to run your business better, more intelligently, mm-hmm. smart, if you will. Um, I want you could re-hit that point, Yoni. Why what, what are the good reasons you cite is when you see customers saying, this is this is why we're looking at cloud. And you go, this is good. We can work really well. With, I mean, you can work well with anybody, I'm sure. But yeah, what would you cite as some of the, the reasons why you get excited? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, coming from a, from an AI and analytics perspective, I'll just start there. Uh, some of the areas that I hear is when they're starting to think about what do they want as their ephemeral clusters for their, for their data lake or their discovery zones versus what do they want to keep as their permanent data lake where, where the data is stored. And then how do they wanna store that in terms of historical versus the hot data that they're gonna be, that the data scientists are gonna be working with on a regular basis. Those kinds of thought processes are, are showing me that they're thinking really through how they wanna leverage the, the cloud as an enabler and not just as a, another 
you know, cluster to have a data to have a data lake in. Um, and I think it's it's kind of an analogous thing for any of the applications too. I think there's there's applications that, as Galen was saying, just can't really take advantage of too many of the cloud services or capabilities just because they're either old or they weren't designed like that. Um, but there are some that where if you just tweak uh, a small thing about it, you can you can really start to take advantage from a cost perspective or performance perspective, or even just adding on new capabilities in an iterative, you know, rapid fashion that you couldn't do before. So um, the other thing that also comes to mind is is just when 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 customers and organizations start to really think differently about homegrown applications versus custom, you know, uh, off the shelf type applications, because those have a different sort of purpose and different way of working with cloud as well. And Mm -hmm. so there's just, you know, there's a couple of different dimensions and angles that you got to think about instead of just thinking, I need to move all my applications to the cloud. I need all my data in the cloud. It's there's different nuances for how you kind of use different parts of it. Well, you, I like this word when you use nuance, because I was thinking, do I use nuance and piggyback on it? Or I was going to say also, you guys, to me, in my perspective, live in the gray area of this, which I like, because what you're firmly saying here is that none, none of these things are black and white. They're going to differ for every customer. Um, but to get there, you've got to ask good questions and then kind of reflect on the answers that are provided. And those will probably bring up more questions. Galen, is that a... a, a accurate, but maybe overly simplistic way of looking at exactly what you do with customers every day? Because really, that's what I think people need to be doing, which is engaging some experts that have a broader view and have been down this path before. How would you speak? No, I, Rob, it's a perfect, you know, um, synopsis of what we're saying, right? It, it is really about how do we how do we make sure that all the right questions are being asked? And, at, you know, certainly there's clients we engage and they answer them perfectly. And we do that. Excellent. You're on a really good path. Yeah. But it is being open to asking all the questions and not just saying, I need a landing zone. And because I'm going to have 14 questions for you, why you need a landing zone. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. You nailed it. Well, and, and, and so this is the, the part of the show where I want to make sure everyone understands the services that you guys offer because, um, uh, and I don't know whoever wants to speak to this, but how much do I need to know if I'm a customer what do I need to prepare to come in and work with you guys? Uh, mm-hmm. Do I need to, to, to have a whole lot of work done in advance and then have a huge team come in with me? What's, what's necessary before I should engage with you guys? Yeah, it's really, you can engage at many levels. It can be an individual that's just curious, right? And okay. you're trying to understand how to, how to get started. Where do I start? Um, it can be, you know, a team that's already on the journey and they're trying to figure out how do we continue with success or if we run into roadblocks, what is success and how are we going to get there? And so I would emphasize, Rob, there is no particular person, there's no particular starting point, because we really can um, help engage all the way from this is where you need to be, or here's where you are, and here's where you're going to continue um, this transformational journey, or you're already at the end, there's, there's some opportunity for us to help you recognize how to get the right things out of cloud, maybe financially, maybe um, how you're just utilizing it, but you're already there so we can help you just, you know, cloud smart, be smarter about how you're using it. I like that cloud smart. Yoni, do you want to give us a last word? What's most important to remember here uh, going on? You want to meet with people? You want to, you want more customer challenges to dive into? Uh, always, always want more customer <laughs> challenges, want to meet more people. And I, the only thing I would say is that, um, you know, we, we help across the spectrum from strategy through execution uh, and implementation. And uh, like Galen said, we can insert ourselves at any point in that journey that you're on. So 
Um, and just be ready to answer some questions. Cause like Galen said, we'll have 14 questions for every uh, simple answer you give. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 14 though. That's the number. I do. Right, that's the number. Exactly. I know it never, it's always 14, <laughs> 10, 10 things not to do now and 14 things I need to be aware of before I go into it. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, thank speaking you, to the audience now, as we reach out to, you know, these guys are just an example of the, the intelligence and the teamwork, uh, that happens at worldwide because worldwide has been doing this for quite a while. Uh, in fact, you've guys been in the business so much longer than I have. Uh, and that's multiple decades. Um, because I remember being struck by the fact you guys, because I worked for Cisco for many years, and but you've been around as long as Cisco and um, as a company. Uh, but specifically, the resources that we encourage everyone to go to, www.com. Uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but you guys provide access to the Advanced Technology Center, the ability to interact with tools, to see how things work together versus simply trying to figure out something in isolation and trying to figure out how maybe your specific applications would work in this particular situation. And that raises a 14 or more questions, you know, <laughs> but those are things people can do. We encourage you to join www.com. If you go to slash cloud, which you probably have a link already in the, uh, in the show here, there's a lot of resources related to this series in particular. So don't forget, this is the first on public cloud. We've got two more in the series coming up covering both private as well as hybrid cloud. And they're all going to overlap because everybody's got a slightly different thing, but there's a lot to learn here to make sure that we're not wasting time, resources, uh, spinning our wheels, so to speak, as we often do, chasing the latest shiny thing uh, in our efforts to um, to find that next that next little oomph of efficiency that we're all on the that we're all trying to do. But gentlemen, thank you so much. This is always enjoyable. Thank and you. I always learn a ton. Thank you. All right, guys, and to the rest of you, enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. <laughs>